welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and it's my hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to Grace and Peace Radio. I am your host, Anthony, and once again, it is a joy to be with you. I thank you so much for joining me this week. Today, we're going to be talking about what to do when you don't know what to do. You know, in life, there are these decision points where we come to these these things that have to happen and, and we don't exactly know which way to go forward. Now, I'll tell you up front, the information I'm going to provide today, the principles I'm going to be talking about, apply to Christians. These are these are for Christians because they don't, I don't want to say don't, don't work in a pragmatic sense, like, you know, uh, these are seven secrets to decision making. It's not that. But the Bible says that God is in none of the unbelievers' thoughts, not the true God anyway. They may have a God of their own making, uh, who they think God is, but the one true God, the God of the Bible, God says he's in none of their thoughts. So, these things don't apply if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But if you do, these are principles that you can apply to your life at a point of decision, and God will lead you in these ways. I bring this up because I recently, my, my wife and I recently had a decision point we had to make. It was a serious matter. It was one of those things that you don't go into lightly, and we really needed some time. It took... Um, it took weeks, maybe even months, to really think through and pray and just see how the Lord was uh, maturing this decision point and how we how we arrived at it. Uh, you know, there are some things that God just, you don't have to pray overly what kind of toothpaste to buy. But there are other things in life that really require a lot of thought. You know, there, there's, well, what are the, what are the consequences? And consequences kind of has a can be a negative connotation. So maybe what are the ramifications of this decision? And then, uh, you know, how do we get there and those sorts of things. So they really take some, some thinking, you know, some of them are, are not so easy to get out of. I remember even when I was a, a real estate agent, you know, real estate's one of those things that as an investment, it, it's a long-term investment. It's, it's not easy to get out of it once you're in it. Once you actually sign on the line and once you're committed to that piece of real estate, you can't just turn around the next day and dump it. Say if you bought a stock one day and then the next day and you sell it. It doesn't work that way with real estate. To break away from that piece of real estate is a whole process. And so some decisions are like that. So today we're going to be talking about that. And before we do, Last week, I forgot to mention one of the other Christian podcast community podcasts. So I wanted to take some time and mention that. And then I'm also going to mention another one this week. So this is a two for a week. The first one I want to mention is called Are You Just Watching? And Are You Just Watching is hosted by E. Franklin and Tim Martin. And it is entertainment reviews with critical thinking for Christians. So they look at movies and they help us think through them and what kind of worldview is being presented? How does that contrast? Or where where are there points of agreement with a Christian worldview and those sorts of things? Again, you can check that out on the Christian Podcast Community.org. That's Are You Just Watching? 
And then the other one I want to mention is called Blue Stocking Baptists. And Blue Stocking Baptists is, uh, it's also christianpodcastcommunity.org. And that is an informal podcast for women with intelligent and literary interests related to Christian doctrine and life, hosted by Hannah Oliver and Esther Faulkner. They may be taking a break right now, I'm not sure, but still, you can check out their past episodes for sure. So how are things going for you, by the way, before I get into things? I hope you are doing well. I hope that you are uh, trusting in the Lord and that you have been blessed by Him and that you are growing in the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're not, well, I hope that you will soon. I hope that you will repent, put your faith in Christ, turn from your sins, look to Him, and be saved. Let's go ahead and get started. What to do when you don't know what to do. Okay, ready? Number one, pray. Ask the Lord's wisdom. Ask His will. Ask for guidance. He will give all of these things if you, as a Christian, will turn to him and say, Lord, what do I do in this situation? I really don't know. Um, you know, even if you think you know, ask him. Ask for wisdom. And I'll give some scriptures for most of these. I think I have scriptures for all of them. There are all kinds of scriptures that we can talk about. But for this one, for pray, Proverbs 19.21, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. So see, the idea there is that we think oftentimes we know the way to go, but let's leave it before the Lord and see what he says and where he directs. And of course, there's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. What if you don't have wisdom? Well, of course, there again, right? We go to James. What does James say in James 1, 5? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth, or rebukes not, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. That's James 1, 5, and 6. So, pray is step one. Another thing is search the scriptures. What principles apply? What examples, good or bad? You know, this one, I was thinking about this whole idea of searching the scriptures. And, you know, this is a daily thing. This is one of those things where you're in the scriptures today, well, for a lot of reasons, mainly because you're a Christian, um, but also because you don't know how the Lord's going to use those scriptures that you're reading today, a month from now, a year from now, five, 10, 20 years from now. So that's why we have to be in the scriptures daily. I remember... When I lived in New Jersey, there was a, a series of lottery commercials, and the slogan was, you got to be in it to win it. You got to be in it to win it. I'll borrow that slogan in the sense that you got to be in the scriptures. You, you got to be in the scriptures if you're going to aim to know God's will. So search the scriptures. And how do we search them? Again, what principles apply? What are the clear verses that say, you know, this, not that? What examples are there, good or bad? You know, for example, like today I was reading in the scriptures as I'm reading through Second Chronicles, and I'm reading about King Jehoshaphat. Well, Jehoshaphat overall was a good king, but he did make some bad alliances, one with Ahab, and then later on Jehoshaphat made an alliance with 
Ahaziah. The Bible says that that king did very wickedly. So Jehoshaphat made a bad alliance there, and the Lord destroyed the ships. We have to be careful of our alliances. That would be looking at an example and drawing a principle out of that example. Uh, Psalm 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the Lord will give light from his word. In fact, we look at Joshua, and the Lord told him in Joshua 1.7, which I'll also mention later, be strong and courageous. But then look what he says in 1.8. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So again, it's this idea that we need to be meditating on the scriptures and always having our minds refreshed and thinking in biblical terms. So, number one, pray. Number two, search the scriptures. Got to be in it to win it, right? Number three, talk to other Christians. Now, I'm going to put a little caveat on this one. You have to be discerning here. Because even though someone is a Christian, they may still offer some less than biblical advice because you don't know how much they're in the scriptures. So you want to make sure that you're finding someone who you know is godly and is regularly in the scriptures and knows the scriptures more than you so that they can help you. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't do your own due diligence in the scriptures. You know, God expects us to do that. But at the same time, go to someone else who does know the scriptures more than you. So talk to other Christians. Now, when you do and you present this and especially if it involves other people, be careful not to gossip, right? Because we don't want to be gossiping. We don't want to, you know, those people, are they're sinners. The, 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 the people you're going to for counsel, they're sinners just like you. And they love to hear a bit of gossip just like you do. We all do. But we have to fight against that as Christians. So don't gossip. Don't distort things so that they see your way, right? You want to try to present a balanced story if there's some kind of a conflict or disagreement that you're looking to decide about. So you got to be discerning on this one. So, But talk to other Christians. Pray, search the scriptures, talk to other Christians. But do go to, like I said, godly believers. Proverbs 15.22 Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Fourthly, if you have differences with someone, go to them. Write an email, write a letter, meet them face-to-face if you can. Seek to address them. Seek to address the issue. Do it in humility. Do it prayerfully. Now, they may not listen. You can't control their response. They may say, well, I, I disagree with that. But that's on them. That's between them and the Lord. Let them go back to the Lord and say, Lord, is any of that true? But if you have the opportunity, do that. Matthew 5.24 Whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, and I'm starting in verse 22, Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, thou fool, thou shall be, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thou gift to the altar, and there remember that thy brother hast aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be re- reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, 
and thou be cast into prison. Now, the point there is, again, seek to reconcile wherever wherever possible. And it may be that you need a, a godly mediator between the two of you. You know, you need some brother or sister in the Lord to, to address some of this. Fifthly, wait on the Lord. This is the hard one, because this could take weeks, this could take months, but it's all in the Lord's timing and it's all for good. But wait on the Lord. Don't proceed. Don't, uh, don't proceed with a decision until he makes the way mostly clear. And I've got a little asterisk on my notes about this mostly part. I want to come back to that. Because see, he will give you enough light sometimes to make it totally clear. This is definitely the way to go. It's almost like the decision's already made. I've had that situation in life where maybe you're waiting on two different job decisions and you get a call from the one before you get a call from the other. Well, then you have to choose because you may not get the call from the other. So maybe it's already decided for you. But sometimes he'll just give you enough light to move forward just a little bit. And then he'll give you more light and more light. But you have to wait on the Lord in hope and in faith because over and over again in the scriptures, and this is where you, again, need to be in the scriptures, God promises he will answer. He will give guidance to his people. He's not going to leave you as orphans in this world. The Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit will give you light from the scriptures. So wait on the Lord and rest in the Lord. Look at Psalm 2714. Psalm 2714 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You know, so often we get in trouble because we're not waiting on the Lord. We're running ahead. So pray, search the scriptures, talk to other Christians. If you have a difference with someone, go to them. Fifth, wait on the Lord. Six, listen for God to speak from his word. And you say, well, where, how? From his word as you read it, from his word as it is preached, from his word as it is taught, his word as someone maybe mentions it, one of those counselors, or you hear a podcast or another sermon that you're listening to. And it may not even be a sermon related to your matter, but God uses a particular scripture, a Bible situation in such a way that you're like, oh, wait a minute. And you'll, you'll know this is, this is God, this pertains to this situation. At other times, it may be circumstances. Now, again, you know, this is, this one's, it takes discernment as a Christian. Is this circumstance really of the Lord? But other times it, it is clearly circumstances. Like I said earlier, you know, the two job decisions or whatever the case is. And it may be all of the above. The point is, listen, be open, listen for the Lord. Remember Samuel, remember the boy Samuel, where he kept hearing, and he thought it was Eli calling him, and then Eli told him to go, and next time he heard the voice of the, the Lord to say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And that's what Samuel did, and the Lord spoke to him. Well, same thing. We need to be listening for the Lord, saying, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And then lastly, step out in faith. At some point, you've got to make a decision. And God will give you just enough light to make that decision. And it may be that he even has you step out in faith to make the decision. But you can do it knowing God is sovereign, God is good, God is kind, God loves you, God is leading you, that all things work together for good, right? Romans 8.28, to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. But you can step out in faith. 
you just trust the Lord in it and say, Lord, here's the decision I'm going to make based on all these things, based on what I think you're saying to me, based on all of this, here's the decision I'm going to make. If this isn't the right decision, please turn it for good. Turn it for the way that you want it to be. And he'll honor that. If you lay it before the Lord, he will definitely honor that. A couple of verses, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Philippians 4.6, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. Oh, and 2 Timothy 1.7, another way to remember 1.7 with that one is also Joshua 1.7, where the Lord tells Joshua, be strong and courageous. And then, of course, in Joshua 1.8, it talks about Joshua being in the law. We now can think of that as being in the scriptures, being in the Bible. At that time, all they had was the law of Moses. So 2 Timothy 1.7, Joshua 1.7, be strong and courageous. You know, and again, it's not that that verse directly applies to us, but as believers, we can take encouragement and hope and faith from that verse, that just as the Lord dealt with Joshua, the Lord will deal with his people kindly and in love. Think of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want or I shall not lack. And then it goes on about how the Lord leads him. Well, the Lord's going to lead you, his sheep. You're not going to lack. If you need wisdom for a decision, again, I go back to James, the Lord's going to provide wisdom if you ask in faith for wisdom. And then lastly, I would go to Psalm 37, 23. Psalm 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. You can trust the Lord to order your steps as you're following after him. When you don't know what to do, start with these and the Lord will make it clear from there on out. Oh, let me also just add this. When it comes to decision-making in the Christian, obviously, the question is, what is the most God-honoring path forward? That should always be foremost in the Christian's mind. I think you'd agree. So there's that. Also, from my own personal experience in what I've seen, while certainly there are some times that a decision is practically made for you, or it is made for you, sometimes it's not. And oftentimes, if there's a question of what's the easier path versus the harder path, you may find that God is leading you through the harder path or down the harder path, even if you don't want to go down that path. And the reason is he's doing it for your own sanctification, to build your faith in him, your dependence upon him, to show you your own weaknesses, to show you that even through that difficult path, he's there and he will lead you. Those are just a couple of other thoughts I wanted to tack on. The Lord is good. Either way, the Lord is good. And sometimes he gives us something where it's a simple decision. It's an easy decision. He's good. He's kind. We can trust him. That's the bottom line. We can trust God always with our decisions, with everything in life. I hope this has been helpful. And I hope it's been an encouragement. Until next time, may the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word, looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, visit us 
at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash graceandpeaceradio. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.